welcome to Bougie Behavior. It is me, Cicely Renee, aka the Bougie Black Blogger, your host. I am super excited because this is the last episode of this series, this Living Stories series. And with all the things that we have talked about, creating your your story, writing your story, living your story to your, your beliefs, what you want and not what other people want it to look like. And so I felt like writing a memoir would be a, the best way to complete this series. And we're not telling you to write a memoir, but we're encouraging you to look into it. And so in this uh, podcast, in this episode, I get to talk to Jasmine and we're just gonna have a conversation about what a memoir is, our favorite memoirs, um, how to write a memoir, and just some tips and strategies. Um, and so we, one of the key things that I want to focus on is the, for this one is talk about black erasure. Like a lot of our history is being wiped out. A lot of it, art, um, I'm part of this art collective called We Here, and it's black women who are artists and, uh, we had an episode talking about black erasure in the art in education in museums all over the place they are wiping us out they're removing us and so we need to make a huge effort in making sure that we stand our ground and we are speaking our truth we are living out loud and sharing our stories um i, I feel like you know, the best way for people to grow is to listen to other people. I feel like I kind of don't want to deal with certain experiences. I'd rather learn from someone else's so I don't make the same mistake, but um, that, that's just me. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk to Jasmine and I'll let her introduce herself. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, y'all. My name is Jasmine and I am a writer and I own the blog site Says Jasmine. Tell me a little bit about your blog. What do you write about? Um, I started blogging around 2013, 2014. And so my journey has just been kind of, um, like you said, memoirs, taking notes of my life. So that's what I've been doing. Um, some lifestyle stuff, but mostly my life experiences and things like that, where I've traveled, what I'm feeling strongly, 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 heavy, heavy, heavy on what I'm feeling um, on my blog, um, just because I feel like it helps other people learn that they aren't alone. So I do try to focus on being open on my blog. Yeah. So like, and so you don't write about the good stuff all the time. You, you kind of write about the hardships, right? Yes. So I believe that I mean, it's it's good to read good stuff, but I feel like in order for us to help other people, we have to write about the bad times that we're having in our lives. So I'm pretty open um, with, you know, what I've been going through throughout my 20s and what I've been experiencing. So yeah, it's really, it's not dark, but it is, you know, my experiences and how I overcame or what I went through and how I kind of coped, even if I haven't gotten to the point of overcoming what I was dealing with. Right. Okay, beautiful. I know that's how I started off as well through blogging and it started off with like my divorce and just writing my thoughts, my feelings, you know, and that's basically what a memoir is. It's just writing a factual account of your life. Um, so if we want to look into memoirs, they don't have to be like huge. They can be short. They can be 
funny. They can be all kinds of things. And it's just like kind of a specific area, not a whole biography of your whole entire life, but usually they focus on themes, right? So like if you're reading a literary memoir, they're focusing on specific themes or a part of someone's life. Um, so like the subject, like it could be, what kind of themes do they usually write about? Like body images, uh, what else? What else do we have? Uh, my favorite one is, I know I the cage bird scene. So that one is, you know, basically talking about sexual assault. Um, not that I've experienced that, but I think for me, my Angela is one of my favorite writers. So for me, I felt like her telling her story in that, that point in her life where she felt like she wouldn't have a voice again um that was something that I found powerful because I'm like well you know okay if she went through this experience and she thought that she would never be able to overcome and then she found her voice and she didn't just find her voice and be able to speak and she found her voice in a mighty way and she became you know the person that we know um I think that's one of the most inspiring memoirs that you know came from not my lifetime well my lifetime but not my lifetime because it was before us but it mm-hmm. came from you know came from a black woman being uh being bold being able to speak about what she had been through without being afraid that she would be shut out like you said mm-hmm. they try to silence us and you know erase what we've been through or minimize what we've been through so I thought that that was a very 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 great memoir and I haven't really I don't read a lot of them but I do try to focus on the short stories, the the moments in in Black people's lives that, you know, they feel like they want to overcome. Right. That's beautiful. And so, like, you say short story, because I I read a lot. I feel like I read a a lot of memoirs daily on Facebook, because there's so many things that keep happening. And there are people that are reflecting on an experience that they deal with. I, I recently read one about this professor who just got pulled over, um, and he just talked about you know, his, his, what it was like to be a black man and how they couldn't take his word for it. They, he said he wasn't a criminal. It wasn't him. And that they, he had to just continue to, you know, um, listen to them abide by their rules. And he wasn't being, he wasn't allowed to, you know, live his truth. And so just reading that, his story, how he maintained, how he struggled, how he went home and cried, like, not many people are telling those stories and we need those stories to, you know, to help us understand the world around us. And we will never fully understand other people's lived experiences and that is okay. But if we can sit and like empathize and get nuggets and be inspired by, you know, their progress, I think that's that's profound and needed. Um, and that that was only probably 350 words if that so a <laughs> memoir definitely doesn't have to be huge it doesn't have to be lofty like so uh, what are some of your tips on like how you write I know you're talking about like reflection how do you see your blog as a memoir um it allows me to write my feelings in so what I do is whenever um I feel like I have enough blog <laughs> posts or I have enough notes in my phone or I have enough notes in my notebook I combine them into like um small poem books mm. because I feel like you know that's the easiest way for me personally to write because I can never write a biography because it's just too structured right, right. 
I feel like for someone like me who creatively thinks the way that I do, memoirs are the way to go because you don't have to be as structured as you would with the biography because I can't tell you, you know, sometimes what well, age five and then three years later, age eight, this mm-hmm. happened. That doesn't work for everybody. So what I've learned to do is keep collections of small notes. Sometimes it's one word. Sometimes it's a, a lot of words, but I, I never give myself rules as to how I write those things down as long as I'm expressing my emotions in that moment. And I always write down the dates so that I know why I felt the way I did that day. So it's kind of become, um, I would say like a record of my life. And I tell everybody all the time, and people always think that you have to write all day, every day, which is not true. Mm-hmm. I tell people when you feel, when you're feeling emotional, or if you're extremely happy, write that down. You don't want to lose that moment and you have to think enough to say, well, I'm having a bad moment. Let me write this bad moment now. And it's hard to get to that place, but it's necessary for your growth. And also if you want to be a writer, that's very smart for you to do to be able to separate yourself from your feelings in that moment. So that's something that I do. I write my feelings down, even if it's not pleasant, especially when I get mad at other people, because (laughs) one one thing that I don't like is to lash out as people. So instead of me lashing out, I write. Um, and it's become like a coping mechanism for me with a lot of things. So I just feel like, you know, documenting your emotions is smart. I learned that in therapy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. One of my other favorite memoirs is Becoming by Michelle Obama. And I'm wondering if she, how she did it because her book was super detailed. And I'm like, she must have like kept journal entries or reflected or somehow what do you what do you i mean we wouldn't know for sure unless she told us but how do you think she wrote that book first of all i listened to the audiobook and it was like 24 hours long so it was long (laughs) (laughs) i'm like how do you remember all this stuff in detail yes i i think when people are able to document they have well first of all they have to document in order to create something so long because there's no way we can recollect that without you know having some type of notes and maybe you know I know a lot of people they they keep diaries especially women so (laughs) I feel like it may not have been as hard as it you know may come off to to create that I still need to watch the Netflix series I have not watched it yet same you know look forward to watching that and also, you know, reading more literature by Black women because I want I want to know everybody's story so that I don't feel alone. Because sometimes I do feel alone, but when I read things from other Black women, I'm like, okay, but she's struggling with this thing too. Then it helps me. And it's not always a, a, bi- a, a autobiography or a biography. It can be something short, and I'm like, okay, well, they gave me this, the, the pip and my step that I needed to keep going because we all need that, you know, the inspiration. Mm-hmm. So I, I do look forward to reading um and listening to michelle obama's stuff because i have heard about it but you know when people overhype things i have to wait until it's summer <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah but it was good i'm telling i was like oh oh my gosh i need the book still it was amazing i do need to watch the netflix series though so eventually i will get there let's talk about writing a memoir like you remember i love the fact that you said that your your uh, short stories, your journaling, your, you know, your blog posts, posts, you turn into, um, you know, a poetry book. And that in itself is like a memoir. And I absolutely love that. Can you tell me a little bit more about your process and how that works? 
So I the first time I published, I still published um, on Amazon. Um, it took me about a month to kind of gather stuff because I never knew that I could self-publish because I would have been publishing books. Damn. <laughs> I did it. Uh, I did my first one in 2015. And so I called it enough because I felt like I was in a transitional period of my life. And so everything that I had wrote from the time I was a kid that I could recollect, um, or if I had, you know, records of, I put all those things together, but I also wrote new pieces because what I did was I told myself, well, this is what's hurting you, so you need to write about it. So that's kind of what I do. If I feel like something is difficult for, for me to deal with, then I make up a, a name for it. And then I write about it. And whatever that name is in relation to, I try to get out those feelings so that I can learn to forgive. So I keep notes in my notes app on my phone. I have journals. I write everywhere. <laughs> I would write on anything. If I'm at a restaurant and I get a thought, I'm writing on a napkin if I can't get to my phone. So that's kind of how I operate. It's like whenever I have that thought, I'm like, let me get this in my head so that it may be one word right now, but if I go back, I can elaborate because that word means something to me. And if I don't know in that moment, eventually I know what the word means, you know? Right. So that's what I try to do. And um, when I put books, like, okay, so the first one was just all over the place because I had no... I had no idea what I was doing and I was like, I'm just going to put some poems together in a book and I'm going to try to sell the books and I'm going to book lunch and it was cool. But now that I'm more mature, I'm like, okay, let me be structured. So, um, the next project that I've been working on, I have to edit it, but I call this she, so it's the phases of healing. So suffer, heal, and elevate is what the acronym means. Uh -huh. Um, so I... I separated the poems into the struggles that I had in my life that the things that hurt me the most then I the healing aspect was what I had to go through to heal from certain things and how I healed and then the elevation part was you know me coming out being able to realize okay well this is why it hurt me or this is where I'm going since I've healed and things like that um I'm still working on it. it's that one is very long mm -hmm. I don't know what happened <laughs> <laughs> like I had a lot to say and I wrote for like three years intentionally wrote for three years oh, so I am still in the phase of like editing and things like that but I have been trying to be more structured with that aspect is you know let me not be all over the place this time and be intentional when I'm writing so that I can help somebody else and so it makes sense right. I think that's beautiful I love that I love the poetry I love I, I love the more creative, like, memoirs. Like, when I think of ways to write a memoir, like, if y'all are listening and you're like, I don't want to write all the time, I think photography or photos would be an amazing way to showcase your memoir. Like, right. pictures from your past and then maybe a short reflection. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, Thank you. That poetry, photos. What are some other creative ways you think people can create a memoir? Like some art. That would be, I think that would be different. Yeah. Um, it would be, diff that would be different and difficult. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like with me, I, I draw what's in, the mo what's in the moment for me, but I feel like it would be a cool challenge to see, you know, how I interpret my past through art. So I think that would be really cool. And maybe there could be like short short poems in between, but that's something that I've really never seen. So I think that would be cool. That's awesome. 
I know I'm currently working on mine um, and it's a it's it's called wine and watercolor and it basically is talking about how like my divorce and then thriving after so my healing how I healed and so in my memoir there's poetry there's art and there's blog journals blog uh, stories that I have but I also have like recipes for wine cocktails because I drank a lot of wine and I didn't like, you know, it wasn't like to the death of me, but it was just like, I enjoy wine and I love watercoloring. And that was like a way of healing and just letting myself do it. Despite what other people think, like you can't drink your way to hell, like healing. I'm like, mm, we gonna try today. No, I'm <laughs> But I find, you know, being super creative and different will definitely set you apart. Do you right. feel like people have to write a memoir for the public use? Or what do you, I feel like. Mm, I feel like it's for you. I feel like it's a tool for healing. Yeah. Like, my right is, I wanted to help other people. But even if it doesn't reach anyone else, I did it to get it out of my system. And I did it to heal myself. So I would love for other people, like the same with my art, I'd love for other people to see it, but I did it for me so that I could get it out. Right. That's dope. So when you are like, like, what would be your hopes for other people to write? Like, what are some themes or what are some things you would like to see written by people? I would like to see more men write about their feelings. Um, and maybe their, maybe their journey to... Um, self-realization um I was having a conversation with some of my friends the other day and I was telling them how I feel like it's more common for women to be um not goal oriented but I feel like it's more common for women to be more purpose driven and men always feel like their purpose is to just you know be the breadwinner or take care of things but what is your purpose so I feel like if a man wrote, you know, this is my journey to finding out what I was purposed for, then that would be cool for other black men to see, you know, I'm not just a breadwinner. I'm just, I don't have to just take care of my wife and kids. Mm. I have a purpose as well. So I would love to see something like that. That's awesome. I know, like, I, we don't see that much about men. And when we do, it seems like it's coming from like a negative perspective. Like, oh, I used to be, you know, a woman beater or something like that but now I've changed like right. I, wanna, I like I like feelings but I don't like it to come from like yo I hurt people but maybe that's their story and I yeah it is what it is but I like to see the good stuff too in men's lives like I feel like there's so much focus on all the negative stuff like the the deadbeat father or you know like I feel like um what's his name future it gets so much more shine than russell and i'm just like why that's ridiculous it, it is and i would would you would you read a story would you read a memoir about future if it i feel like if he was actually being serious and it had substance then yes because i actually used to like him before that you know before his relationships start being exposed i liked his music but then i stopped listening to him because i felt like okay this is getting too ignorant for me yeah. so i was like well you know i mean i try to separate the people from their music but sometimes it's very hard for me because i'm like well are you creating something that is a reflection of you or are you lying 
Mm-hmm. So it becomes hard to distinguish those two things. But I feel like if he actually sat down and, you know, was vulnerable and admitted his struggles, I would read it because mm-hmm. he's obviously struggling with something for him to, you know, be doing all of the things that he's doing. It's mm-hmm. not just him wanting to be, you know, ridiculous. I think. <laughs> so, yeah, I would if it was serious. I try to give everybody a, a fair chance because I know everyone has a story. Right. And it is their truth to tell, most definitely. Um, Let's talk, I'm going to give y'all some tips real quick for writing a memoir. And I got this from therightlife.com, how to write a memoir. And there's just a few tips and you can go to the website and read more into detail about this. But um, the first tip it says, narrow your focus. So your memoir should be written as if the entire book is a snapshot of one theme of your life. So not a whole bunch of themes. I would say a max of like three themes, if that. Um, But like your memoir should be focused on a specific theme. Um, And so there's this this other book called Men We Reaped by Jasmine Ward. And this memoir is about the stories of men who didn't reach 25 years old. Um, And this takes place in Mississippi and deals with racism and other themes as well. But I thought that was really fascinating where she focused only on men who did not reach a certain age or they only reached age 25. And I'm like, whoa, what stories could that tell? Like, I have to to get that book eventually. Um, Another tip would be include more than just your story. So who are the people involved in your life? Um, so in your memoir, Jasmine, or your poetry books, do you ever bring in the stories or perspectives of other people? Yes. So, um, in this last one, what I tried to do was I tried to write something about each person that was, you know, influential in my life. And I tried to, as metaphorically as I could, describe what they meant to me. And so in describing what they meant to me, it described who they were as a person. And I put them in different places just because some things I had, you know, some things I had healed from, some things still hurt me, um, some things I'm healing, still healing, you know, from. So I placed them different parts in the book so that I would know, everybody else would know, well, maybe I'm still dealing with this thing with this person, or this is what this person did for me, but they were taken from me too soon. Because I think that a lot of, a lot of my um, hurt with people is because either they leave by, you know, death or just situations that are beyond our control. Um, that's the hardest thing for me to deal with is separation um, that is beyond my control. So those are kind of what I try to focus on and what, you know, just how how they work for me, what they meant for, you know, my life. Um, my great-grandmother, my great aunt, my grandmothers, my grandfathers. I incorporated my mom and my dad and things like that. So I, I do, because I feel like in order for me to tell my story, I have to tell other people's as well, because it's not, you know, <laughs> not possible to present me without presenting others. Yeah, that's beautiful. I like that. That is good. All right, let's see. The next tip is to tell the truth. this is hard because some people are afraid of the truth tell me about how you overcame that fear or if that was even a fear of yours I don't care (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I don't have a fear because the, my whole thing is, and my grandma always is like, well, you don't tell everybody everything, but I don't feel like you can help other people heal if you are not transparent, if you're not honest with who you are. And so for me, that's never been hard for me because I'd be like, yep, and this happened to me, but I overcame it. And, you know, I'm okay now. And you, you if you go through, you're going to be okay. If you're going through, it's going to be okay. Because as long as you want to not be in a dark place, then you'll get out of there. So I always try to be honest and I always try to be transparent because I had to understand in early age that there's nothing under the sun that someone else has not gone through. Yes. So, you know, it's not unique to you and you know, somebody else survived and somebody else went through it. And if it's an embarrassing thing for you, somebody else felt embarrassed, but they overcame that embarrassment. So it's like, you know, I don't really have, I don't have a filter and I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) So how much truth is acceptable? Like, am I going to sit up there and talk about all the things that happened to me and my husband, or do I keep some things tasteful, I guess? Right. So I feel like um, it's the way that it's presented because you could tell the entire truth, but it's all in the way that you present the truth to your audience because there is a, there, there is a fine line between truth and tackiness now. Let's establish that (laughs) there's a fine line between truth and tackiness because I feel like when we're telling our truth, our truth is not intended to hurt other people. And also when we're telling our truth, we're being mindful that there are people who might not be receptive to a certain way of, banter or you know you have to mm-hmm. you do have to take into consideration how what type of verbiage and things you're using and how you're presenting that truth so I feel like you know you can tell the truth you can tell everything that happened but it's the words that you use to tell the truth yeah very true so speaking of um I, I was defending this girl who um made a post and I guess it's viral um where she was like she how she worded it was not the best way, but I can understand the feeling beneath it, her emotions, what her attitude was, probably because I'm an English teacher, because that's how we read stuff. But anyway, so basically she was saying something about the coronavirus, and she doesn't, she, she, she felt like God allowed this because she was able to pause her life and like refocus and heal from certain things. And people were tearing her up because they're like, oh, you're trying to say that God did this and he killed over 100,000 people just so you can get a break. And I'm just like, that's not what she's saying. (laughs) That is, you're distorting her truth, right? Um, And so it's just like, they were talking about intent, you know, like, does she mean to say it like this? And also, you know, people take it, like you said, people take in things differently so one she can say it and a million people will take it totally different right I feel what she's saying because I kind of feel the same way I was kind of struggling and I'm like okay I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired but it gave me time to sit down and it is very unfortunate that so many people have passed away from it yeah but I, I understand what she's saying I understand her sentiment and that may not be for everybody to understand and that's one thing I'm learning and writing my what I write may not be for everyone to perceive so it's like you know she can't let it bother her but I get what she's saying because I feel the same way sis do like <laughs> I need to be set down I needed to rest because I was burnt out and you know 
people are going to always have a problem. She could have said it a totally different way and somebody else would have said, well, she's being negative. She's being negative. You know what I'm saying? She's not being negative, but you can't tell, you know, some people that and people will do what they will with whatever information they are given and whatever they read. So it's just like, okay, she can't please everybody, but I feel her on a personal level. Yeah. Uh, I'm with her 100 (laughs) And I, one of the reasons why I was backing her up too, because I, I felt the same way and I, I quit a, a relationship. Like I ended a relationship because I said, I feel like this was a blessing in disguise for me because I literally was dying. Like I could not, like my body was shutting down and I had no, like I was stressed beyond belief. Like I had anxiety attacks. The day before I was supposed to go back to work or two days, um, I was having nightmares and I'm just like, I was struggling and just trying to survive. And, um, you know, I was able to rest and, you know, um, and I was like, I needed this rest because I was dying. Like, I, you can't help nobody if you don't, if you right. don't get your rest. Like, if you're not replenishing your mental, your emotional, your your physical, all that, you're not going to be any good to anybody else. And so I, 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 I totally agree. And she, I mean, she might've been young and the way she said it, it could have been a little, you know, in polit- or not politically correct or whatever the word is, the phrase is, but you know, you got, right. I feel like so many people have so much to say. Um, what she said was facts though. <laughs> yeah. And her fact, like, it may not be the best for other people, but that's right. her fact. That's her lived experience. Right. Um, I think it's just the, it may be the fact that she said God allowed it, yeah. um, which, you know, for for those of us who believe that way, then that's, she has a right to say that, you know, there's nothing wrong with her saying, well, God allowed this to happen because I feel the same way for a lot of reason, not saying that God is punishing people and killing them, but I feel like there was a lot going on in the world and we needed to be settled down. So it's just like, you know, she can say what she want to say. You don't have to agree, but you don't have the right to bash her because you disagree. Right. I agree. I agree. Totally. All right. <laughs> um, another tip. So you want to make sure that you can put your readers in your shoes. So like my idea, my understanding of that is just like you want to paint a picture. You want to put them in your shoes, put the surroundings around them, what it smells like, what it tastes like. And so that's called, you know, the sensory, sensory image or sensory language right imagery imagery english teacher here so seeing feeling hearing tasting right one more so like when you are able to like explain in detail what you are going through what it's like to be in that situation that makes your memoir so much more profound what are your thoughts about that i feel like you have to set the scene um Sometimes it's hard for me to set the scene because I just start talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, the scene, I, maybe they get the scene from the title because that's why I always try to be intentional with my titles because sometimes my titles don't even go with any of the words. <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe the title will help them understand where I'm at mentally and maybe they can go to Imagination Land and come there with me. But 
I don't always set a scene. I don't always, you know, I don't always have a setting for my poem. Sometimes it's purely a thought. Yeah. I'm writing down words or I'm writing down short notes in my phone. So sometimes I don't. But then when I get to the short stories, yeah, I do. I tell temperature and everything. So I feel like it depends on um, what that particular piece is trying to accomplish. Yeah, most definitely. I like that. I like that. And there's so many like literary, literary devices that you guys can look into and challenge yourselves on how to write your feelings or your experiences based on those literary devices, which I love. I love a good challenge. Um, <laughs> what about, um, let's see, showcasing your personal growth. So the growth part, like, yeah, we struggle, we struggle. So like, feel like a lot of us sometimes forget to say how we get to the next level and we just say we struggle and now we're here which is hard for people because they're like especially if they're gonna go to like a webinar or something and they're like okay you're poor now you're rich you're not telling me the process you're not showing me how to get there tell me a little bit about that um girl yeah because I (laughs) that that's big for me is you have to that's why I'm so open about and now intentional about my writing because like I said I did those three stages so that people could understand that it was a process and it's not just something that you blink and you do because you can't blink and be okay but that's kind of why I wrote in a a process this time like I suffered I healed this is how I healed and then this is where I'm where I am within my elevation so that people will know it's not just you know oh today I'm over it because that's not how life works and that's not how things go for any of us and so many people act like that though so I feel like you know that's why it's like okay well people think it's a microwave a microwave thing and it's not because you writing what you've been through and you healing that is a whole that's a whole lot and you have to prepare for it mentally (laughs) so I feel like it's important that when people are putting on like these webinars and stuff that they're being transparent well like I had a hard time so like for me I was like dang I haven't sold any books in a few years but I haven't been trying to sell books and because I got burnt out and I didn't have the motivation and it became heavy on me and so telling people well yeah you know you heal but you still go through those cycles of you know that kind of today is one of those days or um telling them in those webinars well I still have I still have my days not that I'm I'm healed but I still have my days and um I I write about it and I write that I overcame it but sometimes you know it's still you still see the scar you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I feel like it's important for people to be honest in that aspect as well and not present something that makes people think something is washed away forever because that's never the truth as long as you're living you still have a past even if you feel for me sometimes it's still kind of you know hurt it's sting a little bit sometimes but you know just the honesty that's why I said being transparent being honest because people need to know that it's not it's not a microwave thing right most definitely. I love it. And so when we brought up the whole webinar thing, I'm like, that's a really cool way to present a memoir too, like videos. And, um, yeah. and I remember this whole like challenge that was going around six word memoirs. And so I'm like, your memoir doesn't have to be huge. And you can do a whole, a, a six word memoir daily in your journal. And that, that's profound in itself. Um, right. That's, sorry, I'm just all thinking about like the creative ways 
to reflect and get your story out there. Um, yes, yes, yes. I like that six word memoir. I don't even know what I was saying, six words. <laughs> you will have to. You will figure it out. Because I remember doing these and they were so, like, it was so good. Like reading other people's, if you Google it, you'll be able to, let me see if I can find some and share people's um, <laughs> six word memoirs. I think that's a, such a good idea, though, because it presents a challenge for you to think about what you're thinking about. And it's like, well, you only get six words, so you can't write your whole life story. Right. So but what I'm going to do, sorry to cut you off. I'm going to read some six word memoirs and you tell me what the theme is. What do you think the theme is? Uh, and that is the message. This is our little game real quick. <laughs> um, never let no one steal your joy. Oh, so the, I feel like they've been in a situation where they have probably been mentally abused. Mm. Most definitely. And don't let nobody take it away from you. Like, you own it. Um, let's see. Found a new mountain to scale. Oh. Oh. Right. Adventure. Adventurous. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's different. I don't know what, that can mean a whole lot of things. Oh, yeah. That's why I like writing. That's why I like English. I love literature because the meanings beyond meanings beyond meanings and so like it's hard teaching this to students who haven't been exposed to a lot of stuff because they're like they have no idea um sorry <laughs> my dog is so silly uh and so it's like i want to help them get deeper but in order for you to get deeper you definitely have to read and understand words and their meanings and stuff like that and Oh, but yeah, okay, here goes another one. Uh, oh, that's kind of crazy. This, oh, I got small, hold on. Live and die by your words. So what do you think that means? Oh, live and die by your words. Well, I don't know, that's sounds kind of gangster. <laughs> But it's like only like making sure you show up, right? Like you, if you said this, you better show up. You better live in um to be true to what you said you was talking about. That's that's a different one. Right. I like this one. This one is funny. I should have brought a GPS. This shows me that she's constantly lost. <laughs> right. Figuratively, literally and figuratively. That's crazy. I love it. So I think that's super cool. So one of my challenges for y'all is to write some six word memoirs. <laughs> what are what what challenge would you give our audience, our listeners? Um, just write. Cause some people don't write, write and try to read. I know it's hard for a lot of people, but the more you read, the more you, the more fluid you are when you are writing. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like when you're reading other people's work, it inspires you and it makes you think about, you know, what you could say. So read and write. I'm trying to be better at reading. I'm not the best, but I'm I'm gonna get there. Yeah. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I mean, and I'm all for like blogs. I'm on like I went on a uh I went down a trip today on Facebook because when I was backing up the girl on Twitter, 
um, someone had brought up a term and all of a sudden I was like, I need that term just stuck into my head. And I literally read like 10 articles based off of this. Like I found a whole bunch of stuff. And so it doesn't have to be like you going to pick up a book, but it could be just like you learning something new, reading thoughts from other people and then putting into play with your own world. And because of that, I'm like, I, ha I envision this like art piece that I want to create or some art that represents um, this term. And I'm super excited about that. Um, yeah, that's why I say about the, the one word thing, because the one word triggers so much. And that's why I write, if I think about a word, I'm like, ooh, this word, you know, this may turn into something amazing. So let me, let me inspire by this one thing. So that's what I've been trying to do as well, is be on social media. I don't want to be, but I get on social media so that I can get inspired. And then I get off. <laughs> yes. You're, you're better than me, because I will, oh, and I need to stay off of Facebook for real. Yes. <laughs> Facebook is a lot. They are, they are a lot, and I think that they know they're a lot. Yes, too much, especially during this, this COVID, this coronavirus, everybody in the mama got something to say. <laughs> and yeah, it is, it's funny and crazy at the same time. I'm like, y'all are nuts, super crazy. All right, well, can you remind everybody where they can find you and go support you? Yes, so y'all can find me everywhere. <laughs> Says Jasmine. So S A Y S J A S M I N E. I'm on Instagram. I am on Twitter. Twitter is Sash Jasmine Blog, I believe, because somebody had my name and I don't know how. <laughs> Facebook and then my website is also sashjasmine.com. Okay, beautiful. And if someone reached out to you to ask for help, um writing would you be open to that or do you have any services i have a writing service and it is on my website with details but basically what i'll help with is um constructing your book cover helping you um with the process the thinking process because i know that a lot of people struggle with that but just helping with the process of you know starting your writing and if you want me to do the full thing with you then i'm willing to do that as well for a price but mm -hmm. i am willing to because I want as many um, people of color to be uh, authors as possible and also teaching people how to self-publish and things like that if you know because let's be honest there's not a lot of us getting publishing deals right so teaching people how to self-publish and helping them feel like it's doable because it is doable because I can go publish a book right now if I wanted to because Amazon is available the truth and that <laughs> that's how I do my stuff as well um, and I love it. I love it. Um, I feel like I have something else to say, but we'll just close it off right there. And if I remember, okay. I'll pop back on. But thank you so much for talking to me and our readers or our listeners um, about memoirs and writing and the importance of telling our stories. Um, any last tips or anything you want to share to the people? Just at least try. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't hurt to try. Uh, we don't know what we're good at until we actually are, you know, doing what we thought we couldn't do. So it does not hurt to try. And like I said, we need more people of color that are writers. So just start, start where you start. And right. if you need help, you know, reach out to someone that can assist you with that. Yes, most definitely. 
Well, thank you again so much. I really appreciated you joining. Yes, I'm excited. It was good talking and you know, I love talking about writing. <laughs> so I, it's a privilege to be a part of this podcast. So I'm excited. Yo, you guys, you have no idea how inspired I I am and I was while I was recording and working with these amazing women. I I put out a word for five speakers, for five people to interview for the podcast. And it turned out to be 14. That was a lot. And then I, you know, was like, let's do a worksheet for every episode. Then I was like, oh my gosh, that's a lot too. And so I did not finish all the worksheets, but the workbook is definitely coming. But while I was recording this, um, we wrapped up recording in May. And so um, I spent the summer editing them and publishing them and you know and while that happened like I created this really dope workshop called how to write a creative memoir and I um people were able to participate last month and it was just an hour and a half I only charged fifteen dollars um and it was just like an overview they got an ebook they got worksheets they got a private group but the people wanted more. They're like, I want intensive, you know, activities. I want you to help me go through these steps. I want you to do this with me. And so I created a 30-day memoir course. And so I want you to join me, you guys. There is an entry fee and then there's uh, not an entry fee, but a um, early bird fee and then a general fee. So you want to get that early bird pricing and there's only 25 people available, but I will be talking more about this at a later date, but I want you guys to take advantage of this time. Um, there's so many voices being, you know, cut off and censored and, you know, they're, they're, they don't want our stories to go out because as a black people, as a black nation, as people like, we are some some overcomers. We like, oh my gosh, we turn mansions, we turn we create mansions out of toothpicks, y'all. Like we're so profound, we're so amazing, we're so prolific, and I just feel like your story needs to be told. And so make sure you guys are keeping, you know documents, blogging, whatever you need to do. Um, but feel free to head over to the blog and sign up for that. Um, and yeah, you guys, that is it for this season of Living Stories. We're not recording until November, and then we're going to start releasing in January. I need a quick break in between. So if you are interested in being on the show feel free to email me and all the contact information is below. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing year, um, life, day, whatever it may be. Um, peace and blessings. <laughs>